Hello and welcome to the ETOF 21 Sports Podcast for October 27th. How is everyone doing? My name is Eric. I'm the man behind ETOF 21 Sports. We have an absolutely phenomenal episode lined up for you today. David, aka Better DP21, is going to come on. Him and I are going to give you our best bets for week eight of the NFL season. And Brandon will come on and we will share our NASCAR bets. Couldn't record a gym this week as there was no CFL lines on Wednesday and that's when we normally do our recording but you can check out Spring Fever which is on my YouTube page where him and I go over different scenarios for CFL a little tricky because we really don't know who's going to be playing and I will have a DFS segment don't worry guys Nick will be back in the next couple weeks to talk some DFS uh so yeah good show really looking forward to it as always the ETOP21 sports show is this this Tuesday 10 p.m eastern time Johnny X from Twitter is going to be this week's guest. Really looking forward to that. Uh, Before we dive into the NFL stuff, I need to talk about this goddamn Thursday night football game. What was that? I really don't understand what my eyes saw offensively from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So let me get this straight. You're facing a team that can be run on with no Matt Milano. And you had Rashard White averaging 4.3 yards a carry. And he only had nine touches? He only had nine carries? Keyshawn Vaughn has been the bust of busts. He only had one carry. Chase Edmonds looks slow. and He's going to take a couple weeks for him to get back. He only had three rushes for five yards. So I really don't understand why they weren't using... Rashard White more in the rushing game because Buffalo has shown it can be run on with Matt Milano not being out there. Then in the passing game, you have Mike Evans, who is a Hall of Famer, going up against the Buffalo Bills, who are 30th. There are only 32 teams in the NFL. 30. DVOA, defending wide receiver once. And you only give him six targets? Three receptions, 39? What the fuck are you doing? What, Like, literally, what the fuck are you doing? Mike Evans should have double-digit targets every fucking game. Every fucking game puts the uh, Bucks in a position to win. You're not going to win any games if Rashard White... Cade Otten, Rashard White, excuse me, has more targets than Mike Evans. And Cade Otten and Trey Palmer have as many targets as Mike Evans? In what fucking world are you living in? You have to give your best players the ball, especially when you're limited as the Bucks are. And you didn't do that. And that's why you lost the game. And the funny thing was, the Bills have some major issues. And you're in a position to win that game. Now... If I'm the Bucks, I'm looking at it. Okay, we're three and four right now. Baker has had times when he's looked good, but he's had times where he's looked like dog shit. I got to see what I have with Kyle Trask because the reality of the situation is the Bucks are kind of in that dead zone. They're not going to get a run at the Dustin Mays, the Caleb Williams. It's going to be that next tier of quarterbacks that they're going to have, and. If you're not overly sold, you got to build around other 
positional parts. And if you Kyle Trask is something that allows you to do that. So you have to see if you have something with Trask. I personally don't think you do. I think that, you know, they should tank. Not I hate the word tank. I think they should reset and get a new quarterback. Who knows? I don't know if Sanders is going to come out. Maybe J.D. McCarthy from Michigan. I'm trying to think who else is on. K.J. Jefferson from Arkansas. Someone like that. But you have to see what you have in Trask so that way you can start preparing for the future. Because this game basically showed me the Bucks are who we thought they are. They're they're going to be a non-playoff team. I know they got a lot of crud. Kind of have to read in that my boy Vitavera didn't play. Maybe he's someone that could get traded on the deadline coming up on October 31st. So we got to monitor that. In terms of the Bills, look, defense, you're missing three. Not one, not two, but three all-pro players. So, of course, this defense is going to look like shit. It's missing three key motherfucking dudes. You do that to anybody. Anybody that misses three dudes, they're not going to look good. Hell, you look at the 49ers on Monday night offensively. No Debo. No Trent Williams. They looked awful on offense. So, you now you're missing three? What do you expect to happen? So... I kind of pumped the brakes. Obviously, they're going into the bye week. Mini, mini bye, excuse me. I expect McDermott, this extended rest, to figure it out, get their defensive stuff straight. In terms of their offense, Jesus Christ, you could tell how tight Buffalo was when Allen went into that tent. They're going to have to get him, keep him protected. For whatever reason, he's just getting hit way too much, especially looking to run. You have someone like James Cook. Look, I've been on James Cook for a while. And in this zone running system, I really think if they get it to a point where he's he's running 15, no, nah, not 15, 18 times, and you give Latavius Murray nine runs, nine to 10, and then that's that'd be perfect. You want this team with no Josh Allen runs to be 25 to 29 rushes a game. That's what you want. But you can't expect to sustain being good when you're relying on Josh Allen to run the ball more than five times a game, that's not going to be successful football. You have to lean on that run game. Lean on Murray. Lean on Cook. Well, like I said, I've been a big proponent of. Then you got Damon Harris. Look, those guys, 25 to 29 rushes a game. Then you're something serious. But as long as they're doing what they're doing, I really am apprehensive about how this team can make a rush in the Super Bowl. Diggs is Diggs. You got Kincaid, who's looking better. You got Gabe Davis, who's looking a lot better coming back from that high ankle injury, high ankle sprain, which hurt last season. If the Bills would just run the goddamn football, I think they could make a championship push. So there you have it. There are my thoughts on Thursday Night Football. Now let's shift our attention over to our best bets for week A, and let's welcome David, a.k.a. Better DP21, to the show. We have reached the part of the podcast where we're talking some NFL betting, and who better than come on? Then David, a.k.a. Better DP21. He's out in North Carolina playing some PGA tournament, and he's still swinging by. David, how you doing today, my man? Doing good, man. Doing good. You know, uh, couldn't make it last week. I appreciate being here every week as, as much as I can. Was out, you know, on a practice round last week. Got my tournament with my boys this week. So, um, yeah, just looking to get outside tomorrow. We're going to be out playing – 36 holes tomorrow, two rounds, like in the same day. So that's going to be a, it's going to be a long, long day. And, you know, I know I dropped some plays last week and yeah, I know you played against me, man. You played against my play. So, you know, just goes to show don't ever bet against me. You know what, dude? I, I, I can't complain. I had a good day. You had a good day. You had a good I, day. I, 
I, I had a nice little day. And would have been better. Would have been a little was, sweeter. That was the you know, one side. Listen to your one. boy over here. <laughs> the two bets I lost were I lost the Chargers plus five and a half, and I lost Musgrave over 30 and a half. <laughs> he finished with 30. Right, so that right. was really fun. Um, those listening for the first time, basically how it works is this. David gets a first half bet. I give a player prop, and then we each give our favorite side. David is the guest. David is going to kick us off. David, where are you going to first, my friend? All right. So first half bets, we're looking at the Falcons versus the Titans. Um, We're taking the Titans in the first half on the money line. Right now, you're only spread. You're getting half a point. And, you know, with that, it's, it's not worth it. Uh, to you know play play some juice on that go ahead and play the money line at plus 115 for Tennessee you're getting a five point advantage based on my model Um, I've got Tennessee winning this by better than a field goal at minus four and a half Um, you know it's a pretty even matchup but I really like Tennessee at home I like what they've been doing Um, numbers across the board are very very even I can't believe that Tennessee is actually a dog at home I'm looking for dogs to play um this one is a really good situation both for the first half and for the full game um you know you're getting a five point edge over vegas right now so that is where you know i really like this play uh personally you know tennessee's got the better rushing defense by the way you know uh, falcons are gonna you know that's been their bread and butter all season right now and i think they're gonna struggle against tennessee at home with you know the fourth ranked overall defense on the road so you know, that is actually, uh, I think, going to be playing in the Titans' favor and where I want to put my money for a first half bet this week. I like that. I have the Titans for the game. Um, yep. Plus three. Yep. Um, fun fact, Desmond Ritter, after the big cover for the first half last last week against the Butts, right. is earth-shattering 1-11 ATS in the first half. <laughs> earth-shattering. One and eleven. He's just That's not that stat. Yeah. Um I like this a lot. I really think that Ritter isn't going to be able to take advantage of the back four and the Titans front is going to be able to get home. It's going to limit what they're going to do. Also, there's all this Bijan Robinson has a headache, but hey, let's give him the most important carry in the first in the in the at the close of the game shit going on. Um right. and that's a whole different slew. I, I really think he was suspended. There's got to be something. There's got to be something. I mean, I couldn't believe seeing Cordell Patterson, like, you know, with the most carries there. That that actually really surprised me. Um, You know, I I just – it just – there has to have been something. There's that one better. She posted something because when I X-searched it, he was talking to her. He seemed fine. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. I texted two people I know with ties to the Falcons. They had no idea what was going on. I just don't know. And with gambling being tied to the NFL, it's basically like a publicly traded company. now. Right. You have to give out information. now. That you know, saying. right. Um, my first bet is I'm going to the angriest runner in the NFL. I'm going to Isaiah Pacheco. I'm taking his receiving yards, though, over 15 and a half. Broncos give up the second most receiving yards to opposing running backs. Um, They allow 55 yards per game in the air to 
opposing running backs in the passing game. Last week, Dylan and Jones both both went over this total. Week before that, Pacheco had 36, McKinnon 20. Week before that, Hall had 17. So the last three running backs all went over this total. Pacheco has gone over this total himself five of the seven games they've played. Four of the four of his last five, two of his last two of his last three. He is fifth in the team on targets and leads the Chiefs in targets and receiving yards and receptions. You can throw on this Broncos team, especially off the out of the backfield with the, the wide nine defense they play. I'm gonna take Isaiah Pacheco over 15 and a half yards for my uh my Oof. first one. 15 and a half. It's like highway robbery. This is the last place. Passing defense in the league, everybody. They're number thirty-two. It doesn't get much worse. <laughs> it is. It is bad. Like I, I have really bad. I haven't sent you the spreadsheets yet, but the updated spreadsheets, second worst, second yeah. worst, second worst. So they need to uh, definitely a hole. And I really feel Reed, not Nagy, will figure that out and exploit and it, it expose that. Um, next bet, my friend. Where, where are you going to, my friend? All right, so my second bet of the day is going to be Eagles against Washington. Um, I'm taking the Eagles minus six and a half here. Um, so, you know, Washington passing defense, number 27 in the league. I totally expect Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown and Goddard and Devontae Swift. I mean, John Jerry Swift, everybody to pretty much have a receiving day. Uh, if you're playing fantasy, start everybody when it comes to passing against this Washington team. Um, like I said, Washington's defense, respectively, passing defense number 27, rushing defense number 14. But Eagles on the other side of the ball, number one rushing defense right now, passing defense number 17. And then they have the rushing offense at number three in the league, excuse me, um, passing offense at number 13. So numbers-wise, you know, this doesn't even look close. Like when I actually look at the DeVoe rankings, you know, from a matchup perspective, um, you know, Eagles are six and one coming into this. They usually get a strong start in the first half. It was another play that I actually considered, but you actually have a better edge with the Eagles uh, for the game at minus six and a half comparatively to the first half at minus three and a half because you're looking at a two score advantage better for the full game than you are for just the first half. So that is why I am taking the Eagles minus six and a half. I really like this play. It makes the most sense in comparison to anything else on the board this week on the road. Doesn't matter. They're going to just do work like they did against them in week four. I see it like um, command something. My thing with the commander is that Sam Howell is really limited. Yeah. Like he is one read. If it's not there, it's not there. Um, and the Eagles, the Eagles to me give Patriot type vibes, mm-hmm. you know, just business go in, kick your ass and leave. Yeah, I mean, exactly. And, you know, and then they just added bird. I mean, this, this team is a well-oiled machine and it's going to, it's going to take it. I feel right now it's going to take an injury for them not to win a championship. Yeah. I mean, they're riding that same kind of course, some road that they did to get to the NFC championship last year. Yeah. I don't, I don't see anything else preventing them on the schedule right now. I mean, I, I just don't see anything and they just took care of the 49ers. Which was great. And they, 
Yeah. They just my 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 Eagles minus one and a half, easiest bet of the week last week. Easy. Yeah. Um my last bet is I'm going out west. I'm going to the cards. This number has been it was down to eight. Like it opened up at nine, went down to eight. Now it's at nine and a half because I don't I think they've ruled out that Murray is not going to be playing. I think this is a right. Josh number. Uh classic Lamar Jackson fade when he's laying more than three. Jackson playing sorry laying more than three is 42 percent ats he just doesn't cover these bigger numbers um you know remember i'm all about buying low selling high teams that won by 30 points or more that are road favorites are only 40 percent against the number ravens are still banged up in the offensive line and we we've kind of seen this every week in the nfl week one lions beat the chiefs talk of the town Lost the Seahawks. Week two, Browns beat the Bengals. Following week, guess what? Lost to the Steelers. Week three, Cowboys destroying the Jets the week before. Then they lost the Cards. Week four, Finns put up 70 against against the Broncos. Lost to your Bills. The week after that, Bills talk of the league. They went over to London. Lost to the Jays. Yep. 49ers after beating like week six, we, we had the 49ers being the Cowboys. Oh, maybe they can challenge the Eagles. Maybe they can win it all. They lose to PJ Walker on the road. And then last week, everyone was saying the Lions were the best team in the league and they lost to the Ravens. So I'm going to take the cards here in a get right spot, fading the, fading the um, Ravens. I, I got them at plus nine. Uh-huh. That's a, I think that's a great number. Um, I actually have, you know, this dead even uh, with Vegas right now. And anytime I see a dead even kind of what I what I consider a 50 50 play at that point, if my number is the same and I'm seeing the home team with the dog money and the dog number, um, I'm, I'm leaning that way all the time. So I completely agree. Um, just, you know, Ravens on the road at Arizona. I mean, DeVoe rankings-wise is the only reason I'm probably staying off of this game. Uh, Ravens cross the board, top 10 in every category. Rushing offense, defense, passing offense, defense. You know, it's uh, it disparately doesn't look close. But, you know, to your point of just knowing how close these teams play each other in the NFL, to beat a team by more than two scores, is it's hard to do. I mean, it is hard to do. And you're not going to have – the running back of an opposing team who's 20, just break it and try to score a touchdown because he's on TV. These are professionals. He's going to get down. Uh, so there you 100%. have it. David has Titans plus 115 for the first half. Eagles minus six and a half for the game. I have Pacheco over 15 and a half receiving yards and the Arizona Cardinals plus nine. Tiger Woods, I'd like to thank you for uh, taking time out of your uh, – your busy schedule coming on talking some um talking some shop make sure to give him a follow at better dp21 now let's shift our attention over to the dfs game still no nick he will be back within a couple weeks so you have old uncle rico and it's a filthy slate it's a dirty slate every team is playing there's value all over the motherfucking board and i'm here to give you three players that i'm going to look to target and build my DFS cash games around one quarterback, one running back, and one 
wide receiver. Quarterback, look, I don't want to do it at quarterback. I really didn't want to fucking do it at the quarterback position, but I have to. I didn't want to do it, like I said. And he's facing a division foe for the second time. Screams, don't fucking play me. But when I'm looking at the board, what are my other options? Do I want to play a banged-up Jalen Hurts against the Washington Commanders defense where he puts up less numbers against the rest of the league against a Jack Del Rio defense? Burrow can't throw the ball down the field against the forty uh, against the 49ers. Lamar is coming off a seasonal, like a da- game of the greats and going to be the most owned player, so he's going to be the chalk. And I'm going to have to play Patrick Mahomes. Look, the Broncos team gives up the fourth most production to fantasy quarterbacks. I will get all the production of the Chiefs, their wide receivers, Pacheco out of the backfield, Travis Kelsey in the tight end game. We need to understand this. By me getting Mahomes, I'm going to get a little piece of Kelsey, a little piece of Rice, a little piece of Sky Moore, a little piece of Hardman, a little piece of everybody. So that's another reason why I want to do it, because I don't want to have to pick which guy to use. If I just use Mahomes, I have everybody else. Now, granted, he is the most expensive guy on the board. And did you see Travis Kelsey is a bit as big a price as him? And there's no way in the world you can just play in that big of a price for a tight end, even if it is the great Travis Kelsey. Who, do you guys know is dating Taylor Swift? I had no idea. I had no idea he was dating Taylor Swift. I'm kidding. I obviously knew. But... Kidding aside, look, you take Mahomes here, you get all the production. He's going to get put up over the 20, and that's what we want. Next, the running back. Now, as always, the running back position, look, there's a ton of options. You could go to Joe Mixon. You go to CMC. You could go to Miles Sanders. But I'm going to go to the other side of the ball in Carolina. I'm going to take Damian Pierce. If there's going to be a game that Pierce breaks out, it's going to be this game. The Panthers have had their bye so They have played one last game than every other team in the league that is ranked in the top 10 of production to the running backs. And they've given up the second most yards. So there's teams that have played seven games that still haven't given up as many yards to running backs as the Carolina Panthers. Look at who they've played. Last two weeks ago, Raheem Mozart, 34.2 yards. Montgomery, 20.9. Alexander Madison had 10.8. Had some production. I touched on called back. Kenneth Walker the third, 30.6. The last four guys that have played him have gone over 24 points. And I know, look, I know, I know Pierce has sucked, but that could be obtained to how bad the Texans offensive line has been due to injuries. Those guys are starting to get healthy. I expect this to be the game that Pierce bounced back on. And because of that, we are going to use Damian Pierce in our running back position. Now, in terms of the wide receiver, look, we can pay up. But I feel with Mahomes, I need to give you pay down options. And that's what we're going to do. We can go to Deontay Johnson, who has a solid matchup against the Jaguars. We could go to Drake London, who has a good matchup against the the Titans. But what I'm going to do here is I'm going to attack the slot against the New Orleans Saints. Now, look, I know that everyone is like the Saints have a phenomenal defense. And that's true. They are great defending the outside, but they really do struggle defending the slot wide receiver. 
And because of that, we're going to be using Josh Downs. El, El, sorry, Elton Taylor is the DB that mans the slot. Downs runs out of the slot 80% of the times, and Taylor's PFF graded DB100. He gives up the most receptions per game in the slot. And Josh Downs gets more targets when Minshew is there. So look, for as bad as... I hate Gardner Minshew. I think Gardner Minshew should not be a starting quarterback in the fucking NFL. I think the only reason he's in the NFL is because he has a mustache and he wears jean shorts with his balls hanging out. That's literally my opinion of Gardner Minshew. But he's starting. He's going to target Downs. He's showing this. And Downs is a phenomenal matchup against the... New Orleans Saints, so I'm going to use Josh Downs. So there you have it. We're going Josh Downs in the wide receiver position. We are going Damian Pierce in the running back position, and we are going Patrick Mahomes in the quarterback position. Now, in terms of start-sit, these are the start-sit questions that were sent to me. As always, you can DM me your start-sit questions on Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok, Facebook, wherever. Daryl Henderson or Damian Pierce. Look, you guys just heard me go into this big thing about Pierce. If this is the week to use him, use him. I don't know how effective Henderson is going to be. Second game, coming back from basically sitting on his couch, maybe he hit the wall. Plus, what is his motivation be after signing that big contract? I'll go Damian Pierce. Next, and also, phenomenal matchup for Pierce. Next one, A.J. Dillon or Tyler Ajir. Look, Titans are really good against the run. I think the Falcons are going to try to get Bijan Robinson the the ball after what happened last week. Also, I'm not a big fan of AJ Dillon. I think we're going to see Aaron Jones slowly get more touches, and because of that, I will take Tyler Ajir, Miles Sanders, Antonio Gibson. Sanders coming off the bye will be healthy. Texans give up the 11th most points to running backs. Deontay Johnson or Jordan Addison. Look. Addison just had a great game, but now they're playing against Green Bay, who actually is pretty good defending the pass. They struggle defending the run. Deontay Johnson is going to be going up against Campbell, against the Jaguars, and the defensive system that the Jags run is a pass funnel system, which is going to open stuff up for Deontay Johnson, so I like him. Michael Thomas or Curtis Samuel, look, Howell is a hot mess. He just takes his first read. His first read is there. That's where he's going to look to. He... Because of that, look, you can't fucking predict who he's going to throw the rock to. So I really don't want anything to do with any Commanders players, unless it's probably Brian Robinson. Michael Thomas is going up against the Colts, and we've gone over the normal time. You can attack the Colts with your DBs. We'll take Michael Thomas, Hunter Henry, or Cole Komet. Henry had a TD versus the Finns. Finns really do struggle covering the tight end. Plus, I'll say it, look, I... Badgett, Blaglet, whatever the dude's name is. he's a f- He was undrafted for a reason. That's all I'm going to say. I think his eyes are going to get opened up here. I will, because of that, I don't think Clement's going to be a bigger part of the offense. I will take Hunter Henry. Thanks for sending those in, guys. Make sure you can always send those in. I'm always glad to go over these. And Nick will be back shortly. Make sure to check out etoff21sports.com for the Week 8 Rankings. My DMs are always open if you have any questions or need help building your DFS lineup. Make sure to shoot me a DM. Now let's shift our attention over to some NASCAR. We have reached the part of the podcast where we are talking some NASCAR, and he's back 
little bit, little bit <clears> under the <throat> other. Brandon, aka at Boston Boy eighty three. Brando, talk dirty to me, man. How you doing today? Ah, uh, doing a lot better than the last two weeks, man. Between like a flu, COVID, like everything you could imagine, all in two weeks. Ready to uh, stepped out the house today, my dude. Stepped out the house, so dude, felt good to be back. You were a little rough, yeah. Last time we spoke, you were a little rough last time <laughs> we spoke. So, um, Martinsville, baby. Now, of course, we're on the Martinsville. Um, you know, playoff time. I need to talk to you about your boy Bell. Um, I faded Bell last, last week. Last week I flate I faded Bell. Um now I um ate my crow. <laughs> I ate my crow. You know, he's in, you know, this is just kind of what he does, man. Um, back to back years winning to get in, like it's it's impressive. What'd you think of that race? Uh, it, it was good. Um, I love that Bell just keeps coming through. Like, this isn't towards you fading him, but he's never that looked at guy week after week. He's never really talked about it's always Hamlin, Larson, Blaney, Truex. Like, it's all those guys you rarely hear Bell. And to watch him perform like he did last week to get back into the championship that he's in last year, kudos to the kid, man. Kudos to the kid. Um, <clears throat> How can I word this? Listening to him talk after him losing the week before, where were they with the week before? Uh, Homestead. He sounded no, no no before Homestead. He won at Homestead. What were they Homestead. before Homestead? Uh Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte. He sounded so fucking depressed after losing at Charlotte. And I'm not gonna lie, that's kind of why I faded him. Like he sounded so uh so depressed. Like he sounded depressed in the post game interview, so that's why I looked at the did. Um, interesting race here. Uh, I have at Martinsville, I have three guys I like, I have three bets I like, two futures, one prop. We have one that's the same. Why don't you start <coughs> off with the one guy that we have similar? Why don't you, why don't you go first, my friend? True X nine to one. Uh, the man's good at this track, he's good at short tracks. Um, he's got to basically win to get in as well. So huge on Truex. He's had a good year. Oh no, hold on, hold on. Am I backwards? No, he's not in yet, right? He wanted no, to get in. Yeah. yeah. So I uh, I like Truex. He is 17 points below the cut line. I don't think you're gonna try and ride top 10 and hope that you don't have a problem. I see him getting to the front, leading some laps, and putting himself in a position to make sure he guarantees his way in. And the only way to do that is to actually get a win. So, true X nine to one is what I got. Well, I got true X ten to one. So, oh, excuse me. Excuse uh, me. Last five races, three top fives and one win here. He has the sixth best average finish here. He has led the third most laps here since twenty twenty. Short tracks. He has three wins in his last nineteen races. And the sixth best average finish. I kind of like Truex here at 10 to 1. 
it's a good pick. And the fact that we both have it, we normally don't agree. I think for all the betters listening, so, you might want to lean that way. He, we both have it. We usually don't agree. That means Truex is going to wreck the first lap and finish yeah. 30 seconds. Got it. All right. <laughs> all right. I'm going – I like the odds. I'm going with my boy Chase, 16-1. to 1. He's proven nothing all year. It's been a terrible year. Last week he ran like 20th the whole race. Nothing there. The man's been good. He's one to get in, even though it's not playoff eligible. He's one to get in at this track. He was winning when he drove the 24 car for the Napa at this track until Hamlin dumped him. Historically, he's good here. So I'm waiting for him to finally have like a very good race just to build momentum going into next year. And I like the odds at 16 to 1. And I mean, if he was in the playoffs, me and you both know this. He'd be seven to one, six to one, eight to one. To grab a non-playoff driver like himself at sixteen to one, uh-huh. I like number nine. I like that bet. I like that bet a lot. My next bet is I am going to your favorite driver, my friend, okay. Joey Logano. Give me Joey Logano, seventeen to one. <laughs> yes, twenty twenty. He's got the best average finish here. Yeah, that kind of stood out to me. Um, He's good here. Hasn't ran outside the top 10 since 2019. Short tracks, third best average finish since 2020 of active drivers. Three top fives this season at short tracks. And he ran second back here in April. Yeah. I like Joey Logano, 17 to run. I think he's a little bit um, under the radar. He is. that That's huge. Um, don't like him at all. Could care less where he finishes. Don't care unless I bet on him. You bet on him, so I'll pull for him on, on Sunday. That's a good bet. I'm going down the ladder a little bit. His odds are 30 to 1. He's a playoff driver. He has to win to get in. He's won three races this year. He's shown that he can run up front. And in desperation mode on a short track, if he's second, maybe even third with a lap to go, he'll put a bumper to somebody to get the win. Mr. Chris Busher. Love it. I love it. 30 to one has to win to get in. And over the last three months, the man has consistently run in the top 10. And he's sitting at 30 to one. Vegas is Denny Hamlin heavy right now, guys. Please, everybody know that. Denny Hamlin heavy because he is so, so good at this track. He's but plus if, 275, yeah. If Busher is anywhere near him. Take him out. On the last lap, he's dumping him. Whoever it is, if it's a playoff driver running second that needs that last position, whoever is in first is getting wrecked, period. That's just the way it works at Martinsville. I, love I tried it. to do it last night running second, but I wasn't close enough to dump the guy. But if I was there, I would have dumped him. It's just what you do at Martinsville to get a win. So to grab Busher, a guy that's won three effing races this year and is still in the playoff hunt at 30 to one all day, baby. All day. I love it. I love it. Give me a Uh, head to head. I know you got one. Give me a head to head. I'm taking Ryan Blaney over Tyler Reddick. Listen to Reddick's last four races here. (coughs) 22nd. 35, 18, and 18. 
Now, this is what this is this is the stat that really blew my mind. In his career, he only has finished in the top 15 here once. That's insane. Reddit is insane to think of. Reddick has the 28th best average finish. Flip side, Blaney, second best average finish, hasn't finished outside the top 20 since 2018. And are you ready for this? Nine straight top 11 finishes. Nine straight top 11. Jeez. So I'm taking, um, you know, I'm, I'm taking Reddick over Blaney. Um, you know, I love that one. And uh, those are my three bets. <coughs> so just to review, we both have Truex. I have him at 10 to 1. Brandon has him at 9 to 1. I have Logano at 17 to 1. Brandon has Elliot at 16 to 1. I have Blaney over Reddick. And Brandon has Busher. 30 to one. So there you have it. Brandon, good to have you back. Definitely missed you last week. Yeah, dude. Uh, good to be back. Sorry, guys. I tried. I just, I, I couldn't do it. It would have been worth a video. There's, I was down and out. Good good to have you back, man. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, your Patriots can keep those winning ways going and, uh, you know, have a respectable performance this weekend down in, uh, down in Miami, man. I like how uh, you definitely did that. I appreciate that, buddy. Uh, Best of luck with TLR bets. And Brandon, I'll be back next week. Let's make some money. Let's cash some tickets. Until next week, my friend. Get it, guys. Guys, that's it for the podcast. Make sure to give my boy Brandon a follow at BostonBoy83. Don't worry. Jim will be back next week. Nick will be back in a couple of weeks. Also, give my boy David a follow at BetterDP21. As always, the Talk to one Sports Show is live Tuesday night. Make sure to check that out. Let's cash some tickets. Let's make some money. Until next week, boys and girls.